Many times we need to keep our health in check, but don't know what questions to ask or where to begin. We walk in blindly to our health care provider and walk out none the wiser and maybe even more confused than before. Can you take charge of your health and arm yourself with the questions and preparedness you need? The answer is yes. Welcome to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs. This program will answer your questions and give you the best practices for facing your medical partner in good health. Now, here's Dr. Susan Downs. Hi. Welcome to Occupy Health. This is Dr. Susan. As you know, my goal is to get information on health out to the audience so you can take steps to improve your health. Uh, This is important so we can be proactive in taking care of ourselves. But this attempt has been blocked numerous times at the direction of our government. Why is this information being blocked? I don't know about you, but I find the recent flurry of censorship very strange. What is going on? Five years ago, Congressman Adam Schiff censored my nutrition movie and had it taken off Amazon Prime. He refused to answer my emails, querying why. Why? What, Adam, do you have against Americans knowing about nutrition? Will you please answer? Anytime I put a video on YouTube on nutrition, it's taken down. I have videos from one of the best nutritionists in the UK, Margaret Moss, taken down. Their excuse is nutrition information violates WHO guidelines. Any video on vitamin C, vitamin D, or what is in our food is taken down. What happened to freedom of speech? In many countries, doctors who successfully treated COVID in early stages were censored. Had this not happened, the EUA emergency use authorization could not have happened because it can't happen if there are existing treatments. There would be no flurry of presidential proclamations, promulgations, and orders on mandates or lockdowns had the doctors not been censored. I found a video, 2019, of Fauci and Bright planning this whole thing. How do we mandate, they ask. It takes 10 years to develop a vaccine. Oh, I've got a great idea. Let's get a nasty virus from China. Let's put it in the cities. Let's scare the who-know-what out of people and get the RNA. I sent this to Senator Johnson, who responded the same day. In California, Law 2098 was censored that any doctor that tells the truth about COVID loses his license. This took place in many different countries as well. We weren't the only ones. Then I looked at the recent Senate bill, 3589 in the U.S. Senate. I looked at this last night, and my interpretation is one is not allowed to speak much at government meetings, and public protests are limited. Now, the World Economic Forum, connected with WHO, states, WHO, states that misinformation is their biggest problem and they need to crack down harder on information they don't agree with. Then I found a Homeland Security memo stating anybody that makes the government look bad is a domestic terrorist. Is this an Orwellian nightmare? Then the federal government posted recruitment for federal workers to round people up to take them to camps and for them to run these camps in case of health emergencies. Then I see Trudeau from Canada wants to have the WHO make climate change uh, a, a health emergency. Uh, you know, the, UA, the WHO Pandemic Preparedness Treaty was signed by 196 nations in 2005. The goal at all times was that countries agree on a unified approach to pandemic. Their website indicates this carries the force of law. So what is going on here? We're scratching our heads saying, what the is going on with our countries? Why are our leaders doing this? Who is causing it? 
Yet today we might get an insight into what's going on. We are honored to have a guest from a small country, Vanuatu, watching this take place. It's a very small country. Everybody knows each other. They can see what's going on. So we can learn from their experience what is going on. So let me introduce the three people on the show. Philip Carrillo is a French and Vanuatu investigative journalist and award-winning Hollywood film director. He lives in Vanuatu since 2017, done more than 106 short films in the country. He's been working on the topic of COVID vaccine since the beginning with a member of parliament, the Honorable Andrew Napper and the Honorable John Salong, recently with Joshua Kalsaku to expose the lies and the scam of what's going on. And we also have Andrew Napper. He's a member of parliament, of his country. He's the first deputy speaker, and he's a leader and former minister of internal affairs. He's been a compelling voice for freedom and awareness, both on the national and international. Joshua Kalsako, former member of parliament and the former deputy prime minister and the former minister of justice, is here with us as well. So welcome, gentlemen. I'm very honored to have you here, and I want to hear about your experiences, what's going on in your country with COVID, and what's going on, and, and uh, what's happened to your country. Thank you, Susan, for having us on your show. Um, you already introduced us. My name is uh, Andrew Napuat, Member of Parliament, uh, Ron Vanuatu, and two of my other colleagues are here. The uh, Honourable former Member of Parliament and Deputy Prime Minister, Minister of Justice, Honourable Joshua Kalsakau, and, the, uh, and, and Mr. Philip Carrillo, who is one of the investigative journalists here in Vanuatu. So just to give you a bit of background about what happened in our nation of Vanuatu, when um, this uh, pandemic was introduced back in 2020, our government... Um, started to introduce uh, um, its plans on how to deal with uh, the pandemic uh, that was uh, you know uh, affecting uh, the whole world and especially us in Vanuatu uh, we believe that uh, uh, in their discussion and the introduction of certain policies WHO had a very uh, influential role uh, leading everything that was uh, happening in Vanuatu that's basically because uh, after independence in 1980, um, our, our government decided to join WHO around uh, 1983. But prior to that, just after independence in 1981, there was a country liaison officer who was uh, based in Vanuatu and started all this um, work with our government and started advising our government. And because of the long-term relationship that our government had with WHO, there was... Um, uh, there was this uh, kind of trust that existed between our government and WHO that made them believe that WHO was giving them solutions to all these um, health issues that our country was uh, facing. And in Vanuatu, the WHO has a, has an office within the Ministry of Health uh, Structure. It's actually embedded in the Ministry of Health Structure, so uh, they kind of uh, run the day-to-day -day activities with our government. And we don't like it because we believe that they are supposed to be uh, providing advisory role to our government and not to be dictating what's going on uh, in our government. But uh, the way we saw uh, the efforts that were being introduced by our government, we believe that they were following the narrative and all the policies that were being introduced by WHO. 
and and all this censorship that happened, all the lockdown policies, all the uh, vaccines and and masks and every everything that was brought into the country, we believe that uh, were the efforts that were brought in by WHO and was just being adopted by our government because of the relationship that our government had with WHO ever since independence in 1980. Well, was there a measure in Parliament to uh, give the vaccine companies indemnity? Yes. um, They came in and uh, asked our finance minister to introduce a motion uh, to give indemnity to these pharmaceutical companies who were uh, going to be providing the vaccines through the uh, COVAX uh, facility. And uh, uh, that uh, was passed by our parliament, even though uh, about six of us uh, voted against uh, the motion. They... uh, passed the motion because at that time they were uh, telling everybody that this was the only solution. Vaccines were uh, the life-saving medicines that were going to be introduced to our people and if our people were not going to be vaccinated uh, it could uh, uh, be worse for us and we and more people are going to die from this uh, uh, COVID-19 virus. And so it made even the members of parliament and because of our um, lack of understanding and lack of research in our country, WHO was controlling all the narrative and all the information that was coming into our members of parliament. And a lot of them got brainwashed by this uh, awareness that was being uh, propagated by WHO. Why did they vote for this? They, they, They said, if we don't bring in the vaccines, people are going to die from the virus. It's a very serious virus. And they said the leaders have a collective responsibility to ensure that the motion is passed by parliament so that they could bring in the vaccines that will come and save the lives of our people. And so it was a life-saving effort, so-called life-saving effort that was propagated by WHO and our leaders at the time and the government. Did they That's why they voted for it in parliament. Did they scare you and put fear into you? They scared everybody. They were they were they were talking about the virus like it, it it was a killer that would destroy the whole population of Vanuatu. And you know, given our uh, small uh, population, relatively just over three hundred thousand people, they said this will wipe out the whole population. And so they made the the the, the virus look like something that is going to wipe out our whole population. And so the leaders. We're looking for solutions, and because WHO had a more bigger voice in the ministry, within the Ministry of Health, they said the only solution was to get vaccinated. Well, what was your experience with COVID? Did many people get it? Did many people get sick? And how did it get to the remote islands? So um, uh, they started vaccinating people before even COVID uh, came into the country. And so uh, because they said... Um, you know, if we vaccinate a lot of people, then we wouldn't be having the same kind of problems that other countries were having, uh, like many people were dying from the virus. And so they started vaccinating people until uh, uh, some months later on, when the first uh, COVID uh, case came into Vanuatu. There was a the first community outbreak uh, in around the 5th of uh, March 2022. And 
that was the time they started locking the islands, putting in you know restrictions uh, for people not to travel to other islands, uh, imposing lockdowns, and and then more and more cases started uh, you know spreading into the communities, even though they tried to contain it in some of the uh, quarantine facilities. The virus was just uh, spreading freely, despite um, the vaccination and the masks and the lockdowns and everything. And and so, uh, a few weeks and months later, people started uh, were starting to realize that it's not uh, as serious as uh, these people with the 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 WHO guys and the people at the Ministry of Health were telling us. Like they said, it's going to be a very very serious virus that would destroy everybody. Like they were saying, oh, you know, you, you could just, uh, you know, treat it with steam, you could just treat it with some of these uh, herbal uh, uh, medicines that we have in Vanuatu. And, and they started to realize that it was a scam. And even people who were in the quarantine facilities were, you know, posting videos and saying, now we, we, we're drinking lime uh, water, we're drinking some chinsa. You know, they started talking about all these uh, natural uh, remedies that we know we could have uh, resorted to instead of getting the vaccine. So are you saying well, uh, that, you know, was the COVID, I mean, as far as you could figure out, the disease COVID itself, uh, people that got it, was it very serious? Were peop- was it as threatening as uh, they were telling you? Uh, what was your experience of, of with dealing with COVID versus the flu? Um, like, the difference is the government put a lot of effort. Like, they put so much money. They were they cost, they were causing panic, and the whole country was you know had lockdowns in almost every island, and there were restrictions on all and all the roadblocks and everything. Like we were we were trying to deal with a very very serious uh, uh, disease that was spreading in Vanuatu. But in the end, all those efforts were just wasted. Like we we could have treated it as a normal flu and not lock the whole country. Uh, down and not restrict people from moving around and the economy and everything that was happening within the country. Did the lockdown hurt your economy or your tourist industry? Oh, yes. It affected the whole tourism sector. Like, even the economy, all the restaurants and shops were closed. There were no flights coming in, no uh, cruise ships coming in. And, you know, as a small island nation, um, our economy also depends a lot on uh, the tourism uh, industry. And, and and during those uh, the, the lockdown period, no tourist was coming in. All our uh, hotels and restaurants were closed. They laid off people from their jobs, and you know it it, it created so much uh, uh, social problems for our people as well as you know it, it affected uh, uh, families who were uh, uh, low income earners and those who had a job with the with the hotels and restaurants at that time even uh, transport and uh, transport and tour operators uh, could not make any income at that time it affected the whole country now the ministry of health seems to have just followed the order of who they went to all remote areas with boats and trucks even walking in the bush to vaccinate people how can this be possible if these if a lot of these people aren't even traveling around that much they they paid for uh like they they paid for 
they put they, they put a lot of money into this uh, uh, program, and they bought new trucks, boats, and they you know uh, gave um, allowances to the health workers who were going to remote areas, and you know they travel by boat, they go to um, all the islands, and they were getting paid for doing this, and it was like an incentive. They were incentivizing this effort for for them to go and vaccinate uh, all the people of Vanuatu. Do you think that this, the, the WHO efforts were helpful? Did it help your country? No, I don't think it, it, it was helpful. I mean, there, there are other important things that they could have done with, with this kind of effort. I mean, to go around and start, uh, you know, vaccinating people. And then later on, we realized that people were having side effects to this uh, um, vaccine. This is not uh, uh, a very helpful uh, exercise that was done by WHO. I, I'd rather call it uh, an exercise that destroyed the life of the people. So you think they destroyed the life of the people? Why would they do that? Oh, and I, I, I don't know. Like I don't know, but I, I believe that because there was money behind uh, all these efforts, people were doing it because of money, and a lot of them were brainwashed. They did not uh, do their own research to find out the truth about everything. And because of uh, the whole censorship thing that was going on uh, around the world, like for me, I, I was uh, doing videos and putting up videos on YouTube, uh, on my YouTube channel, and my YouTube channel uh, was removed twice. And then I got a, a message saying that if I continue to post videos, um, uh, they are going to totally remove my account from YouTube. And so even though my, my uh, videos were in Bislama and I was talking to my people, I was uploading it and sharing it to my people, the local constituents, to have information about what was going on. They were um, censoring my, my YouTube channel and, and I got, uh, my account was uh, removed two times. Yes, I've gotten the same messages. But certainly the local newspapers and your, you know, since you're such a small community, must have been uh, uh, giving out information. They, they, they were given so much money to, to promote the vaccines, and, and they did not want to uh, get outside of the story, the other side of the story. They were just promoting the narrative because they got funding. So you're saying that the local newspapers got money uh, not to talk about uh, what was going on? Yes, they, they were given money to promote the vaccine. And if you say something that was uh, against what they were promoting, they will not run your story. Even in our uh, national radio, they did not want to... to to any um, um, panel discussion, uh, talkback shows. They didn't want to run any news, even though they knew that we were speaking against some of these things and we were giving the other side of the story. They did not want to do it. They were just following the narrative that was being promoted by WHO and the government. Same thing here. So they, and you're saying that they get paid by the government and WHO to say the vaccine was safe and effective, but you were saying that people had side effects. What side effects did they notice? So 
In the last uh, two years after the vaccination, there is excess mortality uh, rate in Vanuatu, and people are beginning to know this because it's such a small place. Like people, uh, more people are dying, and we are, are telling them that this is similar to other countries who uh, were uh, uh, vaccinated, highly vaccinated, and we believe that it is related to the COVID uh, vaccines. And unless they prove uh, us uh, wrong to say that this is not related, they need to come out with the facts uh, to dispute the claim that we're making at the moment. But we believe that uh, uh, more people have died because of the vaccines and because we don't have, you know, advanced facilities like uh, and equipment like in, in other countries to make these conclusions, um, you know, autopsy and, and all this. We don't have cardiologists uh, here in Vanuatu, the top cardiologists and, and all these specialist people to do those kind of, uh, you know, medical um, assessments to give us the, the information that, that, that we want. But uh, because uh, people have been talking, they're saying, you know, some of them uh, have problems. Like there is a case in Vanuatu that went as far as New Caledonia uh, and was assessed in New Caledonia by uh, the medical people over there. And it's medically proven that it is uh, a side effect related to the AstraZeneca vaccine. And, uh, we know that there are a lot more people who have been affected by uh, the COVID uh, vaccine, but they are not uh, uh, bold enough to, to speak out against our government and, and our leaders. So um, what? how many more deaths than you had before uh, this intervention? I mean, uh, how much have the deaths increased? We 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 are uh, we are thinking that uh, it's two or three times more dead now than than before. What age group is affected? Uh, young, mostly young. Yeah, a lot of young people. Young people. What about women giving birth? Yes, some women giving birth and, and some some older people too, but uh, a lot of young people are dying. Now, how can you attribute this to the vaccine versus to COVID? So, a, a lot of the people who are not vaccinated got, uh, got COVID and, and they have recovered from it. And they, they, they've treated it which is with, with uh, all these normal um, uh, therapies that we are using in the past. They're healthy. But people who are vaccinated seems to be more sickly. And even though some, are, some of them are saying that, you know, they are not experiencing side effects and everything, but we know that this, a lot of them who are saying it are pretending. They have side effects, but they're hiding it just to, because they want to be part of the whole narrative thing and all these efforts that are going on, or, or they don't want to come out and, and talk about it uh, openly. Now, was there any um, this government decisions uh, affecting people that uh, speak out against, uh, you know, about what government's policies are? Yes, so because... We were talking, like me and another member of parliament were releasing videos and talking against what was going on. Uh, there was a Council of Ministers decision in 2021, 
are stating that if there are people who are speaking against the efforts of the government, the vaccines and everything, the rollout, these people are going to be arrested, they're going to be detained, prosecuted. And so that was the Council of Ministers' decision. And despite that decision, uh, despite the Council of Ministers' decision, we never stopped talking because we uh, believe that we still had our rights in the Constitution that gave us the freedom to speak to the people. How could they pass such a thing? Because they were beginning to see that there was uh, hesitancy, uh, where people... Uh, are not wanting to, some people are not, were decided not to come forward to get vaccinated because some of them are, were beginning to see the truth that we were uh, revealing in some of our videos and we were publishing some uh, data that we were collecting from some of these countries and some of these uh, scientists that we uh, were connected to. And so they started to see that this is the way the government was uh, uh, doing the, the rollout was uh, not uh, proper and was uh, there was there was something and so they started to uh, say that a lot, well, a lot of our communities were making the decision not to go and get vaccinated. That's why they uh, wanted to come up with uh, such a decision to stop us from speaking out. Was there any pressure put on people? Like in the West, oh, we're going to get donuts if we get the vaccine. You don't get the vaccine, you won't be able to travel, you won't be able to work, and then you're looked at as a leper and discriminated against widely. It's going on in the West. Any such activities uh, take place in your country? It was happening all over the country. All these health workers, like when we ask them about, you know, what's in the vaccine? What the, the possible side effects of the of the vaccine? They didn't know anything, and the only thing that they were telling the people in the rural areas is, if you're not going to be vaccinated, you're not going to go to the bank, you're not going to travel, you're not going to go to the airport, to the wharf, to the marketplace, uh, you're not going to go to uh, the stadiums to watch sports, uh, you're not going to access government services, you're not going to go to the uh, medical center, you're not going to go to all these government offices. Those are the things that were uh, being, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the type of information that was given to the people in the rural areas. And so because of that, they had no choice because they knew. The people knew that if they are, were not going to be vaccinated, then they won't be allowed to access important government services. And, you know, the vaccine cards, they introduced it here as well. At the checkpoints, you got to show your vaccine card before you cross the checkpoint. If you don't have a vaccine card, they won't allow you to uh, cross the checkpoint to go to where you are going to. And so those were the, the, the things that they did here in Vanuatu. Even so in you're, the say you're saying that if people did not get this forced uh, it's not a vaccine, DNA treatment, that they're going to be cut off from society. Really? That's taking away all your constitutional rights, all your liberties. Exactly. Why? Why are they doing this? Because they were saying that it's important to get uh, the whole population of Vanuatu vaccinated. And so because they couldn't get the whole population vaccinated, 
they decided to start using those kind of, um, you know, threatening messages to our local people in the communities. You know, folks in the West, uh, this is an example of what's going on in a small, tiny country. I kind of suspect that this can happen to any country. Uh, so uh, sitting here and enjoying our liberties, I think they might be threatened. Now, in your country, did they give you any informed consent telling you what's in this uh, DNA, uh, whatever it is? They, 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 they never did that. And that is why we came out in one of our videos and said to them, please explain what's in the vaccine, explain the possible side effects of the vaccine, explain the help that is available to the people, and talk to the people and find out about their existing medical conditions, whether that their medical condition would allow them to be vaccinated. And we told them, give them this information and tell them, if you're going to get vaccinated, these are the possible side effects that you're going to uh, get if uh, you, you, you will be vaccinated. And let the people decide. That never happened. It never happened. They were just sitting there and asking people to stand in the line. One comes along, just fill out the form, you get vaccinated, and leave. Did you ask them what's in the vaccine? I mean, it's important to have informed consent. The, the, they said um, everything that was in the vaccine is safe. We asked them, I asked them about what's in the, in the vaccine in Parliament. When they came and they said, oh, you know, the, the, the things that are inside are, are safe for the people. That's what they say. I don't understand this. It sounds like all your liberties have been taken away, threatened to get uh, some RNA treatment that they won't tell you what's in it. How did this happen to your country? All your liberties being taken away? All our liberties were being taken away, and, 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 and I, I believe that if we had access to good lawyers, if we had access to some people who could help us to fight this, we could build a very good case here in Vanuatu because of the things that were going on uh, at that time. And we were asking them to do the right thing. No one listened at that time because they were being brainwashed, and none of them wanted to... Uh, uh, wanted to try and understand what was going on. And despite the fact that even some of them were given some of the information, they didn't want to listen to any other information but WHO's information. This is happening in, uh, looks like every country, but yours is a lot more obvious because you're such a small country. Who, I I mean, what organization is doing this and how did they do it? The, the, the thing is, like I said earlier on, they have an office within the Ministry of Health, and their office is, is, is embedded into the Ministry of Health structure. And by the way, if you come to Vanuatu, you, you go to the Ministry of Health office, their office is right in front. Before you even go and uh, see the minister's office or the, the Ministry of Health receptionist, you see the WHO office sitting there right in front. And so, because they are here, and they got the money, they can do whatever they want to do. So you're saying that your government officials receive money to do these things to its own people? 
Of course, they 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 got they got fund they got funding support to implement this program. I mean, we know our public servants really well. I was a former public servant too. Like, how can you send public servants to islands if they don't have nightly allowances or they don't have, you know, daily uh, subsistence, subsistence allowances? Uh, you send them to remote areas. They won't they won't want to go into these places. But if you give them allowances. They will go. And if you give them good pay, they will go. And some of them, even some of these nurses who have been stationed in some of these health centers, a lot of them have not gone to remote areas to, you know, to talk about um, good health information that is, uh, you know, that must be given to the people who live in the remote areas. A lot of them have not been doing this. But for these vaccines, some of them even when through the muddy areas, muddy roads, to reach the people and give them uh, the vaccines. And you, 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 you think of it this way. You know, if it's raining, some of these nurses would, would give all sorts of ex- excuses. They can't go to remote areas. But despite the muddy roads, they took the boxes of the vaccines to the remote areas to vaccinate people. There must be some incentive behind it. And they, they, got, they, got, they got money. They were paid allowances to do this. Um, what countries do you think are involved in this? What countries or organization? Where is this money coming from? So, because in the Pacific, Australia and New Zealand have a, a big influence in the Pacific. They gave funding support for this program, as well as the World Health Organization. So, uh, how do they influence the physicians? Do you have any doctors there that you trust? I mean, the relationship between a physician and his patients or any healer and his patients is sacred. It comes from the higher power. Uh, what happened to the healers in your country? Because they knew that if they were talking about some of these common diseases that uh, uh, a lot of us have information about, uh, it's, it's not uh, going to be that easy for them to be running around and, and doing all these things that they were wanting to do. So they, it, it has to be a new kind of uh, disease. It has to be a new kind of pandemic. And, uh, you know, they were promoting it like, you know, we have never seen this. It's, it's new and it's uh, killing people around the world. So we got to uh, be together and stand together. And this is the only way that we, we must unite to fight this uh, uh, pandemic that... Uh, uh, is, is affecting the whole world, and so and so, and so that uh, that's how they they promoted it, and they used the media uh, and, and and our governments and our leaders who were influential in, in in promoting the whole program and the narrative. That's how they they managed to get uh, uh, this the, their programs implemented. Did the doctors ever question it? We know that some doctors. Uh, had questions, but they, they they could not speak because a lot of them had a job with the government, and if they were seen to be uh, opposing what the government was doing, some of them had uh, uh, were, were uh, going through the risk of losing their jobs if they said something that was not uh, in line with what the government was wanting them to do. Do you think you'll ever get your? You know, some doctors didn't get the vaccine, and some nurses. Uh, did they keep their jobs? They, they decided. They decided not to, to take the uh, vaccines, but they uh, were also not allowed to speak out against the vaccines. Do 
you think you'll ever, I mean, it sounds like you've lost freedom of speech, freedom of doing just about anything unless you do what they want you to do. You think you'll ever get your liberties back? Sorry, can you repeat uh, the question? You've lost, I mean, it sounds like freedom of speech is gone. Um, Freedom of what you want to do with your life and medical decisions. Do you think you'll ever get your liberties back? Well, the, the, the good thing is we still have our constitution. And the people need to be reminded that they still have their freedoms that uh, is enshrined in our constitution and they are protected by our constitution. Uh, the thing is, a lot of our people in the rural areas uh, uh, have very low lit- literacy uh, rates, and so the understanding of the constitution is not uh, as good as uh, a lot of the civil servants. And so when the civil servants go in with all these kind of uh, regulations, the, the rules and uh, these policies, they confuse the people, and the people um, think that that is the way the government is working, and they don't realize that they still have their rights protected under the Constitution, the freedom of speech, the freedom of movement, and all this. Do you feel that these freedoms are threatened? They were threatened by um, what WHO and our government was doing to our people in the last uh, over the last uh, three years, and uh, uh, I still think that if the people don't realize that they they have their rights in the constitution, they will con- they will continue to be uh, you know bullied by some of these uh, decisions that are going on. So, are you saying that the government is in bed with the WHO to start this vaccination program? Yes. They were, like I said, it, it, they started working together just after independence, and because of that, everything they, they, they're working together on up until the pandemic that, uh, and, and, and the vaccines that uh, the WHO introduced to our government and asked for the government's uh, you know, effort to implement the narrative and the vaccines and everything that uh, was going on in the last three years. Well, I can understand uh, collaborating with WHO because it used to be seen as an organization of uh, central, lots of information to help health in various countries. But was there a point that it seemed that WHO was no longer working in the interest of your country? When was that? And did the government continue to uh, be in bed with WHO during that period? Hi, folks. We just got cut off again. So my question was, uh, WHO, I mean, I always trusted it as a central clearinghouse for health information. And so it's understandable that the government was working closely with them. But was there a point that the government realized that, wait a minute, uh, something here isn't going right? And did they continue uh, following WHO regardless of what was going on? Yes, thank you, Sam. This is uh, Joshua Kalskow, a former member of parliament and former minister of justice. This is an interesting question because many of us were not aware of this immunities issue. I cannot recall reading about this immunity in any 
of our main media outlets, but from the uh, outset of it, we're in court that our national government was compelled to implement this immunity. Uh, why? Maybe WHO knew that the COVID facts will pose more danger and risk to human health than the benefits. This is the first time that an implementation and administration of such vaccine programs are rushed to be used to our people. Little were known about the vaccine tests or trials and what were the outcomes of those trials. In addition to that, national government uh, are compelled to force to inject our people. So that's fishy of itself already. I believe that the people were not given the liberty to choose whether it is, uh, whether they, they, they can take the facts or not. It's their lives and they must be given that fundamental right, which is a basic human right of freedom to choose. That didn't happen, obviously. Um, do you think this is all about health or do you think something else is going on? Well, uh, for me personally, it's satanic, you know. We, to implement uh, this WHO uh, propaganda is uh, demonic. It's just, it's just part of the uh, depopulation agenda. I believe so. You said that you believe this is part of depopulation? Yes, I do. Wow. And do you think this is... So, do you think this is... Uh, going on in the whole world? I mean, tell me what you think about the pandemic uh, vote that will be happening this May. Well, uh, obviously, uh, now in Vanuatu, we have at least three times more deaths than before the deadly injection, and nobody seems to realize that. Uh, 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 it is not clear whether uh, the Ministry of Health can provide answers to it. Uh, we, 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 we've uh, written to the Ministry of Health through its director general to get uh, demanding uh, answers. Uh, nobody, uh, since the COVID rollout in 2021, we've no, everybody's uh, left in the dark without knowing what's really happening, what's causing the death. So uh, it's, it's a serious issue that uh, the government must uh, respond to. So you, WHO... Uh why is your government going along with this? Is WHO calling the whole shots? Do you, does your government have any say? Well, uh, uh, the, our national government has uh, given immunity to the big pharma through WHO. So, uh, of course, uh, one cannot rule that out. Uh, it's been uh, adopted and uh, passed in Parliament. So, yes, the government does uh, play an uh, important role to it. For these facts, roll out. That one that we cannot deny. You no, know, it's, it's 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 always it's common. Everybody knows about it. It's common knowledge already about it. So, yes, the government is part of it, and it, it must uh, uh, come out clearly and truthfully to its citizens at large. Uh, what do you think about the upcoming uh, pandemic treaty that WHO wants all the countries to sign, which sounds like it will have a lot more control over health decisions in the country and sovereignty might be at risk. And then you've got President Trudeau uh, or whatever he is in Canada saying we've got to add climate change to a health condition. What do you think of that treaty? Well, first of all, that will undermine our state uh, sovereignty. And our sovereignty in terms of testing our people will be handed over to the WHO and the people who were never voted for by your people in a general election. During a general election, that sovereignty is vested on the hands of our people. 
to vote and to choose whom they wanted to represent as a member of parliament. After the confirmation and the results collectively that sovereignty is passed over to 52 members of parliament, I believe the national government should continue to maintain the status quo of putting the responsibility to choose what's best for our people uh, through national consultation and referendum. National government just cannot allow for the freedom of WTO otherwise. Then there is no purpose of having a national government because we can no longer make decisions for the safety of interest of our people. So that we, we must not allow it. Our government must not allow it, in fact. So what I hear is that somehow your government, uh, through its uh, connection with WHO, is acting against the interests of the citizens. It's limiting your freedom of speech. It's threatening those that question. It's threatening people who do not want to go along with this. And you're losing total sovereignty over your country. Is that what's going on? That is very true and that is very correct. And that we must not allow to continue. The pandemic, the pandemic treaty that is, will be, that uh, WHO wants not to be part of it, uh, we must not allow. It, we must not allow at all because uh, uh, the safety of our people, we're a sovereign state, the safety of people is, 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 is fundamental. And so we cannot allow that to happen. And we've, we've, we've met... Uh, uh, cont- uh, meetings with the, our current Minister of, of Health and uh, via a letter to the Director General uh, demanding answers and also to, to see uh, that uh, uh, the government, our government must not be part of that uh, pandemic treaty. And that, that's, that's, that's still important for us. Do you feel the Ministry of Health is listening to you? Well, <laughs> Uh, I hope so. We, we've actually really, we've demanded 14 days, so we we, we, we wait uh, till next week. If we don't uh, get any response, then uh, we will go further. You know, it's interesting. Uh, WHO seems to be influencing U.S. policies, and I heard one statistic that U.S. has 4% of the world's population, yet 40% of the deaths from COVID. That's an interesting fact. Well, I mean, is there anything else you would like to communicate to the world, uh, you know, to get your message out? Well, uh, the message would be plain and clearly, and to be frank, uh, uh, Vanuatu is a very small nation, but we're a sovereign state. We, we, we got our independence back in 30, in the July of 1980. So, uh, no country, no institution, no entity can come and dictate us. No. We decide what is best for our country and for our people. And, and as such, WHO, uh, we, we have a constitution, you know, and, and, and the freedom is, is fundamental. And, and no institution, no entity can come and, uh, dictate our sovereignty. So that's our message to the world and especially to Big Pharma and WHO. And you think this is going to happen to other countries? Well, I, I, I do hope so. I do hope so. I do hope so. And we, we, must, we must unite, you know. If we stand all together with other countries, uh, we, we have a good fight. And, and we must not give up. Uh, this is a global genocide, how I see it. So if we all get together and fight this, we, 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 uh, the victory is ours at the end of the day. How can we fight this, and how can we help you? Uh, well, uh, if, if we, uh, firstly, we, 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 we believe we, we, uh, that we have uh, victims of uh, uh, via the COVID rollout uh, vaccine, 
and there's a lot of it, and we've lost a lot of families. And if the government does not uh, respond in us uh, when the 40-day lapse, which is next week, uh, the next step we will to plan in doing is uh, uh, a law file a class lawsuit and uh, also a peaceful demonstration uh, so that the government uh, must uh, uh, listen to its people. And... Uh, um, if you can assist in such a way, because we, it'll be uh, it'll be a costly exercise, and then if you can assist us in going forward with this, it will be great. Quite scary when the government does not listen to its people. Very, very scary. Well, the government is for, of, and by the people, and uh, it must uh, listen to its citizens. Uh, the power is on the hands of the people. We've given it to the government, and the government, vice versa, must respect its citizens. But not listening is, is indeed very scary. And the question is, who are they listening to? Exactly. That's and what is that person's goals? Well, well, uh, WHO, uh, vice big farmer, has uh, been given immunity by our parliament. So, basically, one cannot deny. You can obviously can see that the government is now listening to WHO than its people, and then that must not. We must not allow that. So we will fight for that. So, in summary, I think we're coming to a close now. What's going on in all the countries, uh, all these mandates and proclamations, uh, the EUA, which was illegal because there were emergency authorizations because there's existing treatment, censorship of anybody that doesn't like what the government's saying. I mean, I saw Homeland Security memos. If you make the government look bad, you're domestic terrorists. So, censorship, taking away our liberties, uh, taking away freedom of medical choices. Our government's listening to somebody other than the people. It seems to be going on around the world. So we can look at what's going on here and a small little country because they're aware of everything because they're small. So we best take that lesson to heart so we can maintain our liberties. And so in this program, we can continue to help you find ways to keep yourself healthy. So I want, want to thank you for coming on. It's quite an honor to have you speak to us. And I hope we get this word out because what's happening to you, which is very clear because you're a tiny country, appears to be happening throughout the world. So thank you. And I hope that the audience gets thank this you. word out, discuss it with other people. Let's get the word out because it's important our government listen to us, the people, and not to something else that we don't even know what it is. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to better health for you this week.